disgrace myself. And ensured my husband's favor will forever rest on her. And yet, I've never seen that side of you, my daughter. I even doubted its existence. It was an ugly thing, I regret it. We play an ugly game. And now, for the first time, I see that you have the determination to win it. Rhaenyra. You see her for what she is. What the King's stubbornness has wrought. What will he say to me? He'll forgive you. What else can he do? Now go to him, be penitent. Plead the injury to your son. Keep a grip on your passions. And I promise you in time, you and I together will prevail. What that rogue Aemond has done in winning Vega to our side. The boy was right. It's worth a thousand times the price he paid. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to The House of the Dragon with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to The House of the Dragon on HBO, so sit back, relax, and let's talk about fire and blood. How's it going? My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and I I think I would give up an eye for a dragon. I think I'd do it. Good for you. I mean, like, just going total Top Gun and being like, yeah, dude, here's my dragon. And not only is it a dragon, it's the baddest dragon there is. Yeah, man. The biggest one. Yeah, so if you're the biggest one, you're the baddest one. You're the biggest one because you're the oldest one. When that's it, the other thing you need to keep in mind, that dragons... True are bigger when they're older they just keep growing they're kind of like goldfish you know that whole thing like if you oh, put a goldfish yeah. uh-huh. uh it just keeps growing sure and keeps on going i didn't know this i tried to buy a goldfish for my kids okay <laughs> i just tried to buy one of those 15 cent goldfish they didn't let me buy it because they said these goldfish are actually food for other animals. This what, is, what the hell are you trying to sell them for I, then? I said, well, I just want a cheap fish. I want to see if my kids could keep a fish alive. I don't want to buy one of the special ones. They said, we don't sell little. How big is your tank? I said, what do you mean it's a goldfish? They said, goldfish can grow up to like 14 inches. Stop and it. And I said, nah, that's not true. I'm going to keep it in a small tank. Isn't it like, I a, heard, isn't it like a salmon at that point? I heard <laughs> it only grows bigger if you give it a bigger tank. And they said, that's not true. They just keep growing like a dragon. Wow. So Petco, who knew that they were like such animal activists, wouldn't sell me a 15 cent fish, which is going to be eaten. Yeah. Like at least it would have had a good life. And if it did get too big, let's be real. I probably would buy it a dang tank. Right. If it got that big in a f- several years. <laughs> but instead, I had to buy a $4 guppy. Wait. They upsold you from a 15 cent yes. goldfish to a. Of course, they're going to tell you that you can't buy the goldfish. They they're going to get you a $4 me. guppy. I said, I know which one I want. The one that swims the most. We pointed it out. We named it Goldie. And they said, no, we're not allowed to unless you're buying the proper size big tank. Oh, my goodness. You got, you got jobbed. I went from 
from Vagar? Yeah. To an egg that won't even open. <laughs> Some stupid little guppy. Yep. What are we doing? Being being bossed over by Petco. Well, I still I still think that I would give up an eye to be riding the baddest dragon there is. I wouldn't. I, I, I it might be worth Listen, it. Listen, you think that the blind spot peripheral vision you have problems in your car with mirrors is still bad? <laughs> What happens if you actually have a real blind spot? Oh, hey, look at you. Like, good thing. Good th- try parallel parking the biggest dragon in the world with one eye. <laughs> mirror to mirror. Mirror to and mirror. And she's old. Lord knows how blind Vagar is. Yes, absolutely. Oh, my God. That's probably got cataracts for days. That's probably why she let him on. She couldn't even freaking see him. <laughs> Well, listen, ladies and gents, if you're listening in in real time, thank you so much for your patience. Mary and I went on vacation. We spent some time in Disney and Universal to uh, watch our little last perform. And it was amazing. She was selected to perform in Disney and uh, for Irish step dancing. It was awesome. And we were gone for essentially two weeks, which is why this episode is so late. If you're listening in the future, you're like, dude, I don't care. I'm just I'm binging your show. Either way, I just wanted to say thank you for your patience and thank you for uh, listening to us uh, a, a few weeks after uh, this episode has aired. In the past, we've been able to podcast when we go on vacation. Yes. Can't podcast when you're on vacation in Disney with the seven-year-old and nine-year-old and staying in the yeah. same room. We honestly had the best intentions to pod. I, I brought our yeah. equipment and everything. Like We were going to do it. And then we realized it would just it wouldn't work. It, it was a, banana it wouldn't land. work because you can't talk about this kind of material in front of our kids when you're sharing a hotel room. Correct. And secondly, we were living our our best life with our kids, making amazing memories and seeing fireworks every single night. <laughs> Walking f- f- for days. Oh my god! The Blake amount of broke steps. his shoe on the first day. Legitimately, the whole sole of the shoe fell off of the actual shoe. I don't even know how that happens. I, I, I didn't even know that was a thing. I thought the shoes were all just one piece. Apparently not. Here we- <laughs> Apparently the shoe goes on top of the rubber, and then the rubber's affixed to the to the shoe. Anyway. <laughs> well, that is that, everybody. Thank you so much, again, for uh, just being patient with us and allowing us uh, some time to enjoy our family and, and go on vacation. But I'm back. Mary's back. We're back. We're ready to talk about house of the dragon and of course you can always find us on all of the social medias when we're around uh by looking at mary and blake just all the things the twitter and instagram youtube facebook we're there and don't forget don't forget to join our facebook group that's just mary and blake you can't miss it it's it's it is amazing it's there for all the nerds talking not only about this show but rings of power as well and all the things that you all love, whether it is different shows, different books, different movies. It's just a, a place where nerds get together and nerd out with other nerds uh, to, to love the things. To that, the nerdeth degree. To the, uh, yeah, to the nerdeth degree. Uh, you don't want to miss out on that. It's a really special place. Uh, a lot of fun. And uh, we just we're, and Mary and I are in, are in there talking with all the members in there all the time. So don't miss out on that. And of course, go to maryandblake.com for all the different podcasts and blogs and everything that we have going on here at Mary and Blake Media. Trust me, it's a lot. And you're going to miss out unless you don't go to maryandblake.com. 
But before that, Mary, before we get into the rest of the show, we want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Minute with Mary. Minutewithmary.com is your one-stop shop for all things beauty and skincare. Now, this is the season where we want to start to get a little fancy. Okay, we've got some holidays. And I think the holiday season starts with Halloween. But if you want to look and feel fabulous for the holidays, not only do I have the highest quality makeup and skincare products, but I teach you how to use them. I teach you the right ones that are right for you to help you feel amazing. And if you have a special someone in your life who participates in wearing makeup or skincare and you'd like to gift them something for the holiday season, I... I can hook you up. She's your girl. Okay? Like, this is like a really cool surprise. And I'm a huge believer. If you get your holiday shopping done before Halloween, mm-hmm. you, my friend, win the trophy. You're banana land. If you, if you shop me. for Christmas. I bef- do. I know. I, I, that's why I'm saying you're banana land. You, banana land. I'm Everybody the only else one that, that does shops it. in our family. You don't. You don't buy the presents. I, I got, do. I get some presents. No, you don't. You I get, get yours. You get mine. That's it. And I, I have to do everyone else's. I have to do the kids. I have to do my parents. I have to do other people. It's me. I make the magic. We've already talked about it. That's and it's true. Fine. That's true. I'm just saying. I do it early. Friends, learn from me. You do it early <laughs> so that that way you can listen to your holiday music, drink your hot cocoa, and watch your movies in peace. Moms always make the magic. That's just the way that it is. They you always know what do. I also do? What? I pre-wrap. I get it. I wrap it under the tree. Get it? Wrap it under tree. That's true. The pre-wrapping is is key. Because we, we've, go. we've gone years where we were like, oh, crap, we didn't wrap the presents. And we were up Christmas Eve till like go. three in the morning. Yep. Now, if I can get you to clean as you go, this now is- we're talking turkey. <laughs> I make the magic happen. I'm not Cinderella. I'm the All right, you're ready. You're ready to get into the show. Yes, let's do it. All right, Marvin, what do you got for your mini plot recap for episode 107? In this episode, we get to see the funeral of Lady Lana, and they basically drop her sarcophagus into the ocean. It's the the way. It's the way of the water, This is the way. Uh, Renera and Damon, they have some great uncle-niece bonding time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Prince Eamon climbs up on Vagar, and it's really worth an eye. Yay! Allison, who of course is queen, uh, slices Rhaenyra's arm, kind of accidentally, but not really, because mm. she's mad about her son's eye. People go crazy! And um, Allison's dad's super pumped that she went cry. Lastly, Princess Rhaenyra had a really good talk after she banged her uncle and Lana was like, I'll be a better husband. I'm really going to try. And then she and Damon say, we should just get married, except Lana needs to be dead. Mm -hmm. And they foe Lana's death and he lives happily ever after. They fake it, not foe it. Yes. Whatever. It's a foe death. It's a foe death. (laughs) No foes were included except some street rat. I'm Ron Burgundy. (laughs) And Lana lives happily ever after. And we end, of course, with lots of blood and making out with blood. We're here. We're ready to go. Uh, Okay, so this episode was entitled Drift Mark, which is, of course, where they all were for the this entire episode. The entire clan, the Targaryens and the Valerians and and all and everybody in between was at Drift Mark for the 
for the funeral and everything else. Then we have the director that was directed once again by the showrunner and uh, A-plus director for Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon, Miguel Sapochnik, who has directed The Princess and the Queen and the Heirs of the Dragon for House of the Dragon. And remember, ladies and gents, Miguel Sapochnik is departing the show after season one. He will no longer be a showrunner. He will just remain as... Wait, so who's the director of this? Miguel Sapochnik. It was a guy? It was a guy. Knew it. Uh, well, what do you mean you knew it? I'll tell you why in a moment. Okay. It's my bad. He will be departing the show. He will remain as an executive producer, really in title only. Uh, but Ryan J. Condal, who is the co-showrunner for season one, will be taking on the duties of showrunner for season two. Mm. The writer was Kevin Lau. Now, Kevin Lau is... Uh, an, an HBO guy through and through. A, rel- a relative newcomer to the HBO scene. He has written episodes of Love uh, Lovecraft Country, which, by the way, if you have not seen it, please do. It is excellent. And he also wrote an episode, some episodes, or at least was the executive story ep- executive story editor of The Nevers, which is the Joss Whedon show uh, that came out, uh, uh, let's see, that was last year, 2021. And then he also has written some episodes of Westworld in the latest season of Westworld. And of course, we have House of the Dragon as well. Marvin, you're flame rating. What are you giving this episode, Drift, Mark? 4.9. Yeah, okay, fair enough. So you quite liked it then. Really did. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm in a 4.75 range. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got we got a funeral. We got a wedding. We had sex. We had slicing eyes. I'm yeah. here. Allison yep. loses her mind. I'm here for it. Yep. I'm here for everything. Uh, what do you got for your GBG? You're good. You're bad. And you're great. My good was um, badass dragon time. What do you mean? You know, I freaking love me some dragons. Yes. And seeing Eamon... Work that hard to get that dragon. I know I'm probably not supposed to like this kid because he's kind of, he's like a little daemon, but like worse. I don't know. He's just kind of creepy. Well, and he, I think he eventually, as soon as he got Vega, he he is going to be a daemon. I mean, That's his balls tripled in size. The moment he sat on it. <laughs> I mean, crotch irritation alone when you ride on Vega. Sure. Got to be through the roof. You, no you, hemorrhoid cream. There's so much Vaseline. No anti-chafing. You, yes. You need Vaseline for yes. days. But I just thought it was so fun seeing that whole thing happen, uh, flying with her, seeing the nieces, the nieces freak out. I loved everything having to do with dragons. Sure. Okay. Agreed. My bad is a tie. And yes, it's a tie, but like whatever. I get, still give this a 4.9 because it's not like wicked bad. But first off, I totally would have missed that it was Lainor, Lainor whatever, however she is named. Um, going off in the boat because it was too dark. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could, didn't realize what it was until I spoke with you. Yes, and you were like, "Oh, that was him. They faked his death," and I just didn't catch that. And if you watch the show with daylight, it is very difficult to see. Mm, yeah, we're gonna have to have a conversation about that. What do you mean? No, I'm I'm saying we're gonna have to to talk about that. Like I can only watch it sometimes in the upstairs room. <laughs> no, not you watch it in daylight. You oh my hoop. god, I thought I you mean, were like, like Mary. That is it. We <laughs> podcast about it, and you must be in the most ideal no. viewing. Well, yes, obviously, <laughs> clearly, but no. Uh, the the some of the choices that were made, and meaning the lighting in this episode, I think were. Uh, questionable. I will and tell I, you. And I want to have a conversation about that questionable decision with you. Know, you want to know what helped me? Sure. Is I rewatched, I actually listened to this episode with the spoken commentary. So for our friends who are um, hard of seeing. 
Uh-huh. So the hard of hearing, you get to have the closed captions. Sure. The hard of seeing, someone like tells you what happens. Uh-huh. Like okay. it'll be like, Blake rocks back and forth in his chair. Yes. But they don't say yes for Blake. Like you hear Blake, that filled in extra bits that I can't see because it's dark. <laughs> now you got to say it right. Dark. It's wicked dark. dark. Yeah. It's dark down there. Right. W- wicked dark. So that was one of my bets. Is that it was too dark for me to know what the heck happened. I thought Laner was dead. Uh-huh. And it really hurt my feelings. But once I realized he wasn't, I was like, okay, this isn't bad. Am I real bad? Okay. Beach sex. I knew this episode was directed by a male versus when Renera had her first sex. I knew that was done by a female. Why do you say that? I don't think that there was proper preparation to keep sand out of the hoo-ha. <laughs> men romanticize. What? Yes. Men romanticize sex on the beach. You want to know what women think about? What's that? Sand crystals stuck up there. Oh, fair. Okay. Do you, I, 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 like, no. It's got to hurt. Don't, you don't want sand-covered penis. Um, no. I don't no. want sand-covered anything. This isn't like a chocolate and nuts frozen banana. That's not fun up here. <laughs> no. Imagine that, friends. Male directors. What are we it's t- not just a banana. It's a chocolate dipped in walnuts frozen banana. You think Renera <laughs> wants that? No. <laughs> It's not like Damon brought his cloak of death and put it down and you see him being like, don't worry, Renera, there's going to be minimal sand insertion. (laughs) There's always money in the banana stand. We're going to go to a broken down uh, wash ashore ship where you're going to get splinters in your butt and nuts, chocolate covered nuts. Yep, yep, chocolate covered nuts too. (laughs) Stuck up there too. I knew it was a man. Know it. Uh, listen. Listen, I, you can have beach sex, mm-hmm. but it would be a little bit different when the female's in the planning process of this, okay? Okay, well, how, how would a female plan the process? You just would have some, like, garments down to keep the sand situation a little more at bay. Ah, uh, fair enough. That's not good. Yep. Ouch! Uh, Mary, as your husband, I can tell you straight up right now, and I think you already know the answer, There's there, there will be no beach sex. Because <laughs> I am out on sand. I hate, I'm like Anakin Skywalker. I hate sand. Yeah. I, I, if I if give I me a people, give me a choice to go between the pool and the ocean, I'm going to the pool. Ninety nine times. People romanticize beach sex in movies and TV all the time. But to yeah. which I want to say, listener, have you done it? Have you done it? How was it? You probably a haven't done it, and b if you did, didn't like it. Ocean sex is okay. I could. I could. No. Nope. I, I could. You want to know? What you're putting up your hoo ha. Lots of other things. <laughs> See, all people of, with all penises, people with penises don't have to worry about all the things all that are going to like grow up there and hide up there and scratch up there. No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't think we'd be having this kind of conversation. That's why it's today. my bad. All right, what's I your, knew. I knew what's, it was a man. What's your grade? Allison losing it. And oh, kids okay. beating each other up and oh, cutting out eyes. Yeah. Well, what was your favorite is, part of Allison losing it? No, I'm just saying. Oh, just I love seeing it snap. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. reminded me of me, and I'll tell you about it later. Oh, okay. It, it reminded me of me. Wow. Well, th- is that a professional tease, or can we just get right into Fine, it? Fine. I'll just get into okay. it. My dad, who will listen to this, he's probably laughing. Who knows if my dad had beach sex back in, back in his day? <laughs> who knows, dad? Who knows? <laughs> But if he did, he's a male, so he wouldn't even thought about this. That's right. Anyway, um, Allison, you know, she's talking to her dad. She, the clip you played, my senior year, 
of playing field hockey in mm-hmm. high school, I was always very timid. Mind you, I'm like a foot and a half taller than everybody else on the team because I didn't get the memo that field hockey is for short people. Yes. So lots of hunching over. Oh, total hunching over. I had they told me I had to run like I was sitting in a chair. That's how I ran because they didn't make sticks long <laughs> enough for me because it's a short person sport generally. <laughs> anyway, so there I am running and there was this foul play. So just like with um with soccer, you know, so one person gets to kick it in or mm-hmm. hit it in. So this person hit the the ball and I was always so timid. I'm I'm not a competitive person. I'm more just like fast and pass it to me and get it away from me. The person hit the field hockey ball straight into my chest and something snapped in me. So I played field hockey all these years. Everyone on my team knew I was not the aggressor. I'm big, but that's all I got going for me. I'm fast. Sure. Look like I'm running in a chair. This person hit the ball right in my chest. I saw red. I threw my stick down, pounded my chest like a gorilla, and from that moment on, I was pissed. You what? You lost it. I lost it. I became kind of like aggressive. You were on Mars. To this day, I posted on Facebook two months ago. Hey, like, what's everyone's favorite memory of me? You know, you do those funny things. Like, what words do you think about me? I had posted like, tell me a funny thing that you think about me. A girl from high school. This is over twenty years ago, and possibly close to thirty years ago now. She wrote. About that day and how it's her favorite memory of me when I lost it like Allison did. Wow. Okay. I think everybody has one of those moments where you just, something in your brain goes nuclear. Like Like cutting out your kid's eye (laughs) or getting hit in the chest with a field hockey ball, which hurts. That hurts. I'm sure that it would not tickle. Oh, no. Not like sand (laughs) in the hoo-ha. All right, my good is the editing and the writing. I definitely and, forgot my dad listened to this podcast until you know a minute ago. Well, we've already we've already we've already, we've already gone it. We've already I, crossed I the line. I, I know. I'm just saying. I wish I could rewind my mouth. <laughs> the good is the editing and the writing and the direction for the entire funeral scene. And what I mean by the writing is that that there was very little dialogue. Is and, my dad gonna say that Lenor was his favorite character? Yes, absolutely. I hope he does. Absolutely. Continue. I'm going to stop talking about my dad. That's okay. This time. No, no, your, your dad has a, is an honored place in this podcast. It's very important here. It's very important. Everybody loves him. And it, what what's not to love, right? Uh, the editing and the writing uh, in particular, because there was very little dialogue, everything was just looks and uh, small nuances in, in people's faces, uh, allowing actors to act. And the director... Uh, Miguel Sapochnik being able to place people in in, in the right positions uh, and giving things like um, uh, uh, what, what's his name there, freaking Damon leaning up against stuff all the time, like and uh, Renera the way that she moves in and out of people, having the kids move in and out of the people, uh, it, it, and as a matter of fact, when uh, Jace is next to. Uh, Bela and uh, and her sister mm-hmm. like they hold hands because of their shared grief and and everything about it just was excellent yeah. and I you have to you have to give credit to the editors for being able to put all of this together in this scene where everybody in the main cast is on this ledge in the middle of Driftmark and you have to be able to tell where people are at all times so that the looks and the gestures and everything in between actually make sense. And you have to edit it in a way that, that it, it translates the story from the way the director actually shot it. 
and you have to place you have to place certain angles in certain ways and excellent excellent stuff that is a terrific scene on every level and not only is it technically beautiful but the story level of it is actually even better because you get a whole brand new set of information just based off of this scene again without any words you understand that Otto Hightower is back in the fold Mm -hmm. once again as hand to the king we have an understanding that uh, Harwin is dead and uh, that the boys understand that he is their actual father and they're showing uh, well at least Jace is showing some consternation about this because he would rather be with the Strongs at Harrenhal and you can see that Viserys is really plummeting because he is tired he, you can feel his his fatigue and then it culminates in him calling Alicent Emma, which is so good. It's so good and so heartbreaking. And, and that's why it's so good because you have an understanding of that relationship and what that does, what that means for Viserys, what that also means for Alicent and how that is going to affect the kingdom in general. But the tension that comes out of this scene that arises and eventually pours out later on in the episode it's all set up in the beginning portion of this episode when we as viewers have the opportunity to move it out in and out and about the crowd in a in a way and in the sense that we are actually attendees of this funeral i cannot thrust enough praise on this beginning portion of this episode fantastic stuff my bad And this is kind of what I want to have a conversation with you about, Mary, and that is it's not that the episode was dark. I don't mind dark television. Like, you know, everyone when when we all watched Game of Thrones, everyone was all upset about the Battle of Winterfell. And it was so dark, you can't see nothing. And like, no, you can. You just got to pay attention. You got to watch. You can't just... I needed the bloody... Cap, like spoken captioning for for people who can't see. No, it's no, not no. us. Well, I, I think that it is. It's the show. It's well, I like if uh, you miss uh, a key component that Laner is not killed because you can't see because the show is too dark. Shame on the show, not shame on me. It that's it's a fair discussion. It's a fair discussion. Now, I backed the decision when it was the Battle of Winterfell because it was clearly night out, right? And it was clearly shot with the intent of it being... To make us feel like we were lost in the dark and And to make us feel on it. That made complete sense to me. And that's why I never understood why people complained about the Battle of Winterfell being so dark because that was the point. However, this is my bad in this episode, not because it was dark, but because I thought it was done poorly. I, I thought, yep. in, in in my estimation, what they did was they shot it during the day. They shot the whole thing during the day, the 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 night scenes, and when 
you want to turn day into night, there are a couple of things that you can do. Number one, you can fix it in post and you can add digital effects and like filters to make sure that, um, that like, you know, it looks like nighttime. Right. As a matter of fact, uh, if you recall, what's the movie with uh, Tom Hanks and uh, Wilson and, uh, and and when he's talking to the into the to the to the beach ball? I don't know. I didn't watch it. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Hold on. I, you did. Uh, you watched Tom it Hanks, one day without me. Wilson, uh, Castaway. All the night scenes in Castaway mm-hmm. were shot during the day. And all they did was just add digital effects and, and nice. filters and everything. So that's what they did here. Because you can tell from the photography stills that all of it was shot during the day. There's also some tricks that you can do to in camera where like you can change, you know, like uh, your the amount of light that's coming into the camera. So it can make it look like nighttime. But the problem is, again, everything that is shown during night and not the fact that it's a doc, but the fact that it just is done in a in a poor fashion. Um, like th- there are just things that like the stars aren't showing up. And uh, f- f- for example, like torches in the like the 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 the, the fire fire torches aren't glowing. It's just a, a, the 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 light, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like the fire itself, and there's no glow to it, and you can tell that it's shot during the day. I don't know why they made the choice to have everything at night. I don't, I don't get it, and I don't understand what it does to serve the story to have it at night. I mean, I appreciate that he needs to run away in the cover of darkness. Yeah, but it's not just that. It's, it's like when. You know, Renera and Damon are talking, and they're on the beach, and you know, even the the scenes with the kids and in, in when they're fighting and and they're walking along, and even the stuff with Vagar when Aemon is flying on it, it all. I don't understand the point of what they were trying to do. I don't. I don't know why they said, "Okay, let's make all this happen at nighttime." Was it because maybe they thought all of this hap- has to happen during one day? Like the kids sneak out of bed because remember Allison's yeah uh, that's Renera's the same like, night yeah so I'm saying like did they did they have to make the choice to be like okay all of this has to happen in one day yes I don't know I just I don't think I support the choice I don't I don't think they should have had it that dark but yeah I understand that they wanted it at that time yeah it's just make it a little lighter please and I, again I've I, got astigmatism okay everything's blurry <laughs> everything's already blurry um. Then I have a tie for my great. And as bad as I thought that the choice was to make everything happen at night in mm-hmm. the way that they achieved the look, I loved the lighting in the conversation between Laner and Rhaenyra when he was telling her, I, listen, I've been a bad husband and yada, yada. Like the way that the two were uh, positioned and blocked in camera, the light is pouring in on Laner and there's blues and oranges and reds and you know for a show that is again pretty dark in nature this scene really really stood out to me because it felt like you know visually it felt like laner was coming to um a, a real choice here and 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 finally having an underst- having an understanding of his true meaning uh, to what he was supposed to do and that's why he's bathed in light the way that he is and notice on the other side is Renera who is kind of doubting all of this still shrouded not shrouded but there is still darkness surrounding her really cool stuff 
However, the real great for me is, I think, the twist that it's Laner who is alive. Mm. And the reason why I like the twist and the reveal of it, I think there could be an argument made that, like, would it have been better if there was no reveal? Would it have been better if we were just left to the mystery of it? No. Um, I think there's an argument to be made. I don't agree to it. I would. It would have changed my opinion of Renera. Well, and that's why this is great for me because, in order for Renera to marry Damon, Lena's got to be out of the picture. And the way that the show posits it is that Renera and Damon have Laner killed. If that is the case, though, I think as a viewer, you're gonna have a hard time rooting for Renera and Damon as a couple. Number one. And finding any kind of compassion for them as characters because they would have just murdered this dude for the sake of murdering the dude. And you have to have a reveal and you have to have Laner live in order for you as the viewer to have any kind of sympathy Mm -hmm. for Rhaenyra and Damon. If you don't have that reveal, then you cannot. I, I don't see how you can root for the two. Agreed. Right. So yeah. that's what that's my grade. I, I I understand why people, you know, like you know the sake having a reveal for the sake of a reveal could you know not not enjoy that not enjoy that twist. Mm-hmm. But I think it's necessary for you to have sympathy for those characters. All right, you ready for the small council feedback? Sure, am. Let's do it. His Grace has many cares. He entrusts some small matters to us that we might lighten the load. We are the lords of small matters here. Lynn Freeman writes in Five Flames, best episode yet. The looks that all these characters were giving each other at the funeral, amazing. Was it all done in one continuous take? I would have to rewatch, but it felt like nonstop glares. We all knew that this, where this was heading with Renera and Damon. What started as lust has turned into love, and I'm here for it, writes Lynn. I also loved the fight scene with the kids. It was hilarious until someone lost an eye. (laughs) He is going to be the one to watch. Mary was right. He will be our next villain. I like this idea. And you know what I was thinking, Mary? No. After watching... That psychic. After watching the uh, ceremony between Renera and Damon, I was thinking, I kind of want to do a blood ceremony. Like, I kind of want to, like, do the whole thing a little bit. With who? With you, you hoop. I would never do that. I know you would never do it. I'm I think just that's saying. So gross. I, I was kind of in on it. Well, good for you. With like, with like, on the, the facial decorations and like. You're just, gross. You're just and like, gross. You know what? <laughs> How am I gross? You're just gross, and I don't want to sleep next to you tonight. I'm afraid you're going to be cutting me, <laughs> like in my blood. Someone just asked. Someone asked the other blood. day on Facebook. Oh, who's everyone's favorite vampire? You know, because it's October. Yeah, sure. And people were listening. I put none. I hate blood. <laughs> That's what I really wrote. Uh, team Edward for life. Um, no, I'm now like out on you. Claire Deleuze cool. <laughs> Claire Deleuze cool. Well, hold on. I'm gonna get. See it out loud. I love Edward that much Spider that we monkey. have a we have a sounder for Edward. I love him that much. Uh, okay, Mo Whitman chimes in. She says, okay, help me to process and confirm this if this is true. At the end, Renera's husband is alive and on a boat with his hair shaved off. Yes. About to sail away with his lover, Sir Carl, who yes. pretended to kill him. Yes. They got a charred body from somewhere to pretend it was the murdered prince. Yes. So the prince must have been in on the plane with yes. Renera. Yes. Yes, 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 all yes. And he's just going to have to bick his head every single day because it's not common right. to be walking around with silver hair. Unless you're 
you know, unsullied or something. I, I don't know. Unsullied don't get silver hair. Oh, oh yeah. You know what? You're right. I'm sorry. She's oh, my goodness. She's got to wear a lot of hats. He'll uh, have a hat collection. It's so many good hats. Uh, or a nice helmet, at least. Mm. Uh, and here's the thing, too. Uh, Mo asked us, okay, they just found some random body. No. Damon, Damon killed, him. killed some guard that was outside of the room. Yeah. Snapped his neck or whatever, yeah. or choked him. I, I don't know. Yeah, his death, his d- death robe. Right. And if whenever you, he puts that on, watch out. I'm serious. He only wears it. It's like black leather coats <laughs> in movies. If someone's wearing a black leather coat, they're obviously a bad guy. When Damon's wearing his black hooded robe only bad and acts like, happening. you know, dark and brooding Luke Skywalker, bad version, mm-hmm. or like when he comes in to rescue Leia version. Yes. Yeah. Only, only bad stuff's happening. Not Jedi mind tricks. Death. Uh, so. Yes, what he did was he killed one of the gods, and then clearly they were everybody was in on it because if you remember, Damon says to Sir Carl, "We need you. Yeah, we need a quick death, and we Public. need everybody to see it. Yeah, and it just so happens that all the the people that were in the room left to go get the guards that were dead because, or at least the guard that was outside the room because Damon killed him, mm-hmm. so they had to go even further, which means they could take the body, put it in the fire, Sir, uh, and and Sir Laner goes and takes off with Sir Carl after bicking his head. So yes, that's how that goes. All right, we got some voicemails. You ready? Yep. Let's do it. Blake, Mary, Steve, Mac from Merrimack, New Hampshire. <laughs> here for you. Um, love the podcast. It's just the right seasoning I need to enhance this show thanks steve um this episode i loved what's his name amen the uh the younger allison's younger son yes Eyeless kid. just approached that dragon got the job done yep flying all over the place didn't yep. know how to control it for a while that was fun yep then he came back i love the kids getting in a brawl and then when allison no no one of right near his best has just sliced his eyeball out <laughs> that was an awesome scene. Yes, Big it fan. was. The older son, of course, was probably back in his room rubbing one out. So he was unavailable. <laughs> but uh, good show. I mean, he probably was, but he was also hungover. Oh, man, Steve, that was phenomenal. Excellent. Excellent stuff. All right, sorry. <laughs> He's probably in his room rubbing one out. Good job, man. Good episode. Now they're married. Stuff's going to happen. This is fun. Thanks for everything. (laughs) Does he he mean like a baby? Stuff's going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) What do you you mean? Stuff's happening, man. Stuff's happening. It's like your dad. Man, a lot of stuff happened in this episode. (laughs) See? I think that's what they mean. I think he Uh, and my dad think on the same page. Sure. All right. You ready? Let's get the next one. Not beach sex. Hello, guys. This is a free feeling much more calm and centered this week. Hi, Um, That episode was beyond five flames. I think it was extraordinary. The first, um, well, I would say like throughout the beginning of the episode, building up to obviously the eye drama and the dragon drama, there was such a beautiful tenderness um, in how it was shot. I slightly wish they'd increase the exposure a bit just to make it a bit easier to see. Mm-hmm. But um, no, it was so beautiful. There was a lot of emotion in it. Um, 
And then, oh my God, the dialogue throughout this episode was, it was almost poetic. It was so, there was something about the whole episode that felt like a poem. Um, I was really, really taken with it. The scene with Rhaenyra and Alison, oh my God, the emotions and tensions are gorgeous. Um, Viserys, such a sweet dad. I'm here for him having a little bit of gumption. Um, I'm going to keep it to a tight 90 this time, so I'm going to wrap it up. There aren't, There's not enough time to talk about how great this episode was. Um, but Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, though, Aemond on the dragon was a really cool scene, um, and I'm glad he got beat up by the kids. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> I, You know, Mary, I wanted to actually bring up this scene here that... Um, that Afreen is talking about because I agree with her. The the writing in this particular scene was stunning. When when um, Alicent confronts Renera, Renera, I just I thought it was like oh, it was it was everything that I wanted to be. Like this finally felt to me like we were watching. Westeros like well you know what I'll just play it and and that'll be that all right okay. hold on hold on one second let me let me let me bring it up here you went too far I what have I done but what was expected of me forever upholding the kingdom the family the law Will you flout it all to do as you please? Alicent, let her go! Where is duty? Where is sacrifice? It's trampled under your pretty foot again. Release the blade, Alicent. And now you take my son's fight. And to even that you feel entitled. Exhausting, wasn't it? Hiding beneath the cloak of your own righteousness. But now they see you as you are. Like, excellent. Like, truly excellent writing. Uh, if if Reen was right, it was very poetic, uh, and the sh- the the direction in this episode, especially in this scene, rather, especially with the the knife when it comes close up to Renera's eye, mm-hmm. and even when she says, "People finally see you for who you are," it's through the knife and the the way that it's held, and it's coming down on her, but it's it's canted in a way that the whole scene is is off like it's just perfect direction for miguel sapochnik in this whole battle mm-hmm. in, in this whole confrontation i i can't say enough good about it either like and 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 again this is what i was thinking i feel like we've turned a corner here we, this would not have worked if we didn't have all of the buildup. Agreed. And we finally got there. This finally felt like we were in Westeros. It finally felt like we were watching a Game of Thrones style show. Well, and what's really interesting is that probably, I'm not alone in this, there have been times where I'm rooting for Alicent and other times when I'm rooting for Renera. Yeah. And to, to, to me, neither of them is bad. You know, I would yeah. be so upset if my kid lost an eye. Sure. And if nothing was being done about it, no, I wouldn't be going after another kid's eye. But, you know, you could see different aspects of where they're coming from. So, like you said, they needed all of this buildup to make this 
as poignant as it was. Right. And I was going to play this scene at the, at the top of our episode, Mary, but I didn't because it, as, as important and as well shot and as well written as the scene was, this isn't the thing, right? This is the thing that gets us to the thing. And that is the conversation that we did play at the top of our episode. And, and, that's the one that's held between Alicent and her father, which is exemplified when he says what that boy Amond did to win Vagar to our side. When that happened, that's the beginning of the end. Because it's not about the Targaryen dynasty anymore. It's about the High Towers and the Targaryens mm-hmm. and who is going to come out on top. When he says on our side, that's the telltale mark. Everything's going to fall apart from here. Again, this was great, but this is the thing that gets us to the thing, which will then propel, I think, the rest of the seasons. We got one more voicemail. Here we go. Oh, hold on. If, if it would play, here it is. Hello, this is Claire from Lawrenceville, Georgia. Hey, Claire. Hey, Claire. Comments on House of the Dragon, Episode 7. Okay. This was the episode I've been waiting for, and I'm giving it five flames. I could say so much about this episode, but given the time limits here, I'm just going to make a couple of comments. All right. It appears that Helena is a dreamer in the series. Last week, while she was toying with the giant centipede and Alicent was assuring Eamon that he would have a dragon someday, Helena said he'll have to close an eye. Now we know exactly what she meant. In this episode, she was chanting, or perhaps casting a spell, about Spool of Green and Spool of Black, which I think means the High Towers and Targaryens, respectively. Dragons of Flesh, Weaving Dragons of Thread, she goes on. And my theory on that is that Daemon and Rhaenyra are the Dragons of Flesh, and they have a child who is sickly or weak. Also, regarding Viserys, uh, when he was leaving the funeral gathering, he called Alicent Emma. Although that is certainly a sign of dementia, and ask me how I know, I think it speaks to the love he had for his first wife. That is why he seems blind to the fact that Race and Luke are obviously not Lanners. Raina is the daughter of his beloved wife, and by extension, Race and Luke are part of Emma as well. He sees, but he doesn't want to hear anyone speak ill of the people he loves so much. Bye-bye for now. Thanks, Claire. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's really poignant. What you mentioned is, is the fact that Rhaenyra is of Emma's blood, right? Mm-hmm. So no matter what, Jace and Luke and, and everybody that came from Rhaenyra, that's part of Emma yes. as well. And I actually, that's a, a something that Mary has said to me quite often, which is if she were to die early, you know, make sure that you take care of our children the way that you take care of me because yes. they're a part of me mm-hmm. and she's not wrong, right? So- but the funny thing is, too, Mary, that the way that Viserys is acting is also reflective of his reign and of his kingdom, because he has tried so hard to just maintain the peace that uh, was established before him from Jaehaerys. And he's compromised in many ways. And in this case, his compromise and his inability to confront the truth for what it is leads to what will be the thing, which is the greens versus the blacks. And even Rhaenyra herself says, you left me alone to Damon. 
And I can't fight the greens alone. This is the first mention of greens or blacks. Mm -hmm. Really important stuff. And it's all because I think Viserys just couldn't allow the kind of con- like it's almost like he's whistling past the graveyard. Do you agree or disagree with that notion? I don't know. I think he's just trying, trying his best. It's not whistling past the graveyard. You don't think so? No. Just trying, man. <laughs> All right, you ready for uh, your dad? Mm-hmm. All right, here it comes. One of our most favorite segments in all of Mary and Blake Media. It's Mary's dad's time. Hey, it's Mary's dad again, uh, talking about episode seven, which was uh, pretty amazing. Almost nobody died, um, even though they started off with the funeral. But um, let's see. I'm going to try to give my good, my bad, and my great. My good is that Damon and Rhaenyra finally got together. Those two deserve each other. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how things play out, but I think everybody knew that they were eventually going to get together. My bad was when the little prince stole the dragon, stole Vaga from uh, the the two daughters. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty bogus, but uh, <laughs> that was also the key thing I felt in the whole episode because mm-hmm. that's what caused the fight and the kid losing an eye and um, causing Allison to try to take out an eye from Renera and just add to the mix. Uh, the great was that Lenor didn't get killed. Yes. He got to live again leaves me with two questions number one why was demon chuckling during the funeral and number two who was the guy in the fireplace i think he's going to be known as the yule log guy from now on (laughs) take care (laughs) the yule log guy oh yes you know what i'll take that we Uh, eat a yule log we oh i i make the yule log i know it's good stuff too just don't put a dead body in it this time zero my dad will know i can confirm zero dead body usage what's this different texture this christmas (laughs) it's laner's hair there you go (laughs) (laughs) that's the filling (laughs) um yeah, Mary. Uh, so let's thank you very much uh, for, for calling in. I, Look I, it, my I dad started it. Nobody died because you know he would have said it was his favorite person. I know. Guaranteed. It, in, 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 if, if he could call back in again and say Laner was his favorite character, I would not be surprised. You know, in this episode, he might have been. Yes. Because, you know, he, he like came back to Renero yeah. and was like, oh, we did the I really was thing. happy with that conversation. So, Mary, I wanted to mention this to you and because, as you know, this is a Mary and Blake Media commandment, and that is bookends, bookends, bookends. And there is a spectacular bookend in this episode because it begins with a funeral and the funeral being conducted in Valerian, and then it ends with a wedding being conducted in Valerian. And to me, that is very special. Mm. That is very special to the characters. That is very special to the world that you know that we're in and i love that the i love the fact that the show can begin with with essentially death and closure of life and then end with the expansion of life and the expansion of relationships and the, but at the same time the sectioning off of life right the sectioning off of lifestyle and what is coming for the Targaryen name because of the conflict between the, the high towers and the Targaryens, right? Which, what do you, 
what are you happy that these two got married? Are you happy that Damon and 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 Renera finally yeah. said, "Okay, we're doing it"? Yeah, I am. I really think that this gives her insurance because, just like she said, they can't stop us together, and now yes. we're going to have doubly, you know, let's just integrate our forces even more. Our kids like each other; they fought on the same side already. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. And and they both pull at Viserys's heartstrings. What do you mean? In different ways. They know that Viserys has the power, obviously. He's the one that placed Rhaenyra as the heir. So combined, I mean, it's his brother and his daughter. <sighs> yeah. Good point. I have a hot, little bit of a hot take for I you. I do love how they how they made that idea. Okay, we're going to burn somebody or, or foe kill somebody. Yes. Um. And then they're always going to wonder what else we'd be capable of. And I loved that because I don't think people imagine Renera being super capable of bad things, but being married to Damon. I think both yes. of them can combine. Combine. They're yeah. both going to get black cloaks. Yes. They're, they're, the, the black cloak usage yes. will go up at least 50%. Yep. What do you think about the show keeping you in the dock about the twist itself? Like, because it, I think, again, an argument, can be made, an argument can be made that when this whole plot is con- conceived, we are in the perspective of Rhaenyra, right? Because we... Ever since she was giving birth, like, the older version of Rhaenyra, I agree. We have been, as viewers, told to be on Rhaenyra's team. Yeah, but we're also in her perspective. Like, there's a difference yes. there, right? So, like, there's there's a difference between being Team Renera, but, but also a... f- staying within her perspective. Like, yeah. we're following the footsteps of the show through Renera. But that, I, I think it's one and the same thing. I think it's the show telling you this is whose side you kind of want to be on. Okay, fair enough. Re- regardless, right? Irrespective of that, is it fair for the show to withhold the information of the plot from you, even though you're in Renera's perspective this entire time. Yes. Why do you say that? It made it so interesting for me because we had the, that bonding moment with Renera and Lenar and him saying, I'm going to do my best. And I'm so upset with the gods for making me this way. And she says, you know, I, I love that you're this way. Don't please don't ever, you know, yeah. be, be proud of who you are. Um, and we really get this beautiful bonding moment. So then we as viewers are ripped from that when we think that she's had him killed and yeah. she's marrying Damon. And we're just like, oh my gosh, I was cheering for you for the past two episodes. I, I don't know how I feel. Like I, uh, you know, we as viewers had the rug pulled out from underneath us. And to me, it was like a fun roller coaster. Mm-hmm. So I think had we known all along, we wouldn't have gone on that short ride. Because mind you, that all happens later. It's sure. not like the entire episode were kept in the dark about it. Mm-hmm. It's just towards, you know, the latter half, latter third, when we think Laner's dead. Mm-hmm. So I liked it. There's also this great shot too, Mary, of Renera and Damon speaking to each other about their what could be relationship. And when she when she they talk about being together and and Rhaenyra says you know the, the we're fire and the valerians are water and we were always meant to burn together and she says it in valerian but the the great thing is as they're having this conversation the ship that the high towers and the king and everybody else that came to driftmark it's leaving 
it, it's on its way and in the it's it's in the background as these two are having this conversation so you can see the visual language is telling you these two are now on their own and these two are going their own direction regardless if they're on driftmark uh because the valerians are water uh regardless of whatever king Viserys says with and and then all of the people that he surrounded himself with uh in in uh, King's Landing, they're going to go, these two, Damon and Rhaenyra, are going back to Dragonstone and they're going to make their world. Uh Really interesting stuff there. Uh, One other thing too that I really liked is the shot, as we have mentioned earlier, the shot of the the dagger cat's paw against Rhaenyra's eye. What did you make of that scene? Did you, does that creep you out just as much as it creeps me out sometimes? I think I was more creeped out with the eye issue with um, Aaron Deer in Rings of Power. Oh, yeah, that was that good. That eye one bothered me more. This one did not bother me. Yeah. I, I didn't picture anybody else losing an eye. I, I, lo- I didn't think it was going to be a two-eyed episode. I loved this shot because the the dagger was set up against the fire, right? And from what we know, the dagger will reveal the... Um, the 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 prophecy of the prince that was promised when it's put into flame right but there's also this other part too here where Renera didn't move an ounce and it felt like she didn't move one ounce because that dagger is reflective of the targaryen line mm-hmm. that dagger it's almost as if the dagger won't hurt her mm-hmm. because it's through her that the prince that is promised must come. And it's almost like Alicent is the high tower that's holding it. And you can't do anything to me. What do, what do you think about that? I more saw it as Rhaenyra's bravery that you can cut me, you can come at me, but I'm not going to back down. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Fair enough. That's how I took it. Fair enough. Anything else that you want to talk about in this episode, Mary? <sighs> yes. There are a couple of things. Um, who prays to trees and who prays to blood? What do you mean? Because we've seen in Game of Thrones before different weddings. Yes. And now we're seeing this one with a whole bunch of blood on a beach, but no prayer tree. Right. The, the, the tree is for the old gods. And do and the Targaryens don't pray to the old gods? They don't pray. I, I don't. Hmm, you know what? Let me find. Let me Google that right now as we're on. Allison does. Uh, Allison loves that tree because we would see her, you know, going to the back area. Of, but Renera used to read under it, so I thought maybe she was a tree person too. Hmm. All right. Uh. Oh. Okay. So here it is. I got. I got the answer for you, Mary, about the Thank Targaryens. You. Uh, da, 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 da. Maybe they're like a reformed tree worshiper person. I know it's not actually a trees, but you know what I mean. Where Where is my answer here? I had an answer. Uh, While you do that, yes. Um, Viserys saying, "I'm going to bed, Emma." <laughs> when I watched it the second time, I kind of hoped he did that on purpose. Like, I kind of hope that he's old, but he's sometimes with it, but he gets to play little jokes on other people because he can (laughs) and he can get away with it. And I'm just going to call her something to tell her that I'm not happy with her. You know, like, I know this is going to hurt her feelings. 
I'm just going to say it. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> I kind of liked that. Um, I, I, You know what? I freaking hate Reddit. Reddit is the worst. It's so, you can't, about- you can't even, you, you know, ugh. Okay. That's where I'm trying to find the damn answer to the question here. I, don't worry. I'm not even worried okay. about it. Right. I mean, can we just address it in the next episode at this point? No, I got I to gotta oh know goodness. now. I got to know now. I loved when Laner said I should have been there when he comes and he checks in, on, of course, on Renera and she says that should be our house motto. Yeah, <laughs> should have been there. Um, what happened to his dragon, Lanar's dragon? Oh yeah, okay, that's interesting. What? Who will take on his dragon? Yeah, Very or, or does it because he's not dead? Like, does his daughter, who doesn't have a dragon, does she get to have that one? Well, I mean, she has to earn the dragon the yeah. way that obviously Aemond earned. But like, does it just stay there and think that he's dead and just mourns along with him and allows a new writer? Or is it going to fly around looking for essentially the province town of <laughs> Westeros? <laughs> that's that's fair. Um, I'm just interested to see what ends up happening. Because of course they make that big thing when like all the three dragons fly off together. Mm-hmm. So I just don't know where his dragon is. All right, I have a answer here for you, Mary. Mm-hmm. The Targaryens believe in the Valyrian religion because they're from old Valyria. Okay. Uh, a polytheistic religion was practiced by the Valyrians. It, mm-hmm. and its pantheons of deities included Valerian, Vagar, Meraxes, and Cyrax, which is why they Mary the they named the dragons those names. Although the dragon lords themselves worshipped these gods, they were highly tolerant of other faiths, and thus the Valyrian freehold was very religiously diverse. Okay. After the doom of Valyria, the religion continued because many of the old blood that dwelled of the Black Wall and Volantis kept the worship of the, Valer- of the Valerian gods. Uh, so, so they have different gods. They have different gods. Then, okay. Correct. So then the Valerians the have their gods, mm-hmm. and then we have the old gods that yes. were brought on. Okay, for the tree. And, and, for the tree, and then we have the new gods, which is the Fire. mother. This the, oh, the those mother. Are new. Those are the new gods. Oh man! Right. Okay. Okay, so that's that's what we got. Oh, okay, very confused, but okay. Okay. Um, speaking of that wedding ceremony with the blood situation, how awkward must it have been for the children? Like, Jace at least knows that his dad was Sir Harwin and that he just passed away and he can't mourn him. Yes. The daughter's mother also just passed away and had their funeral potentially just the day before. Right. You know, for talking timing. And now here are both of their parents slash their aunt and uncle making out with blood maybe two three days after their parents it's were kinda, killed kind of hot i'm not gonna lie um, you're disgusting <laughs> once again sleep on the couch when allison does have that dagger and she's like sir Kristen, you're on my team oh you're sworn to me oh dude i thought you could see that sir Kristen was fighting this oh my gosh he was like girl don't out me like that. Right. And he, but he even does say, as your sworn protector. Yeah. Like He mumbles that. He's like, um, please, I'm not going to take out a kid's eye. Right. Oh, that was... And then Sir oh. Harold looks around like, what do you mean your hearse were a protector? Right. You guys got some weird situation going on. And there's also this great scene, too, where Damon... Once Sir Kristen starts to enter the fray, because Alicent has attacked... Damon becomes Rainer, a wall. Damon... Get, sees what's going on and he stops leaning mm-hmm. against I love it it reminds me of um of uh Tom Riddle uh yeah. in in um in Chamber of Secrets you're a wizard harry when he's leaning against the the pillar mm-hmm. and harry's like 
go get my wand or give me my wand and Tom Riddle says, hashtag spoilers and Tom Riddle says no you're not going to need it and he just leans up against the pillar that's what I think about Damon oh see I take it as a different way that he's going to break the fourth wall and then he's just observing along with us and every once in my head I might turn around and be like this is awkward isn't it <laughs> do you see what's happening like he's got his popcorn along with us he's yeah. probably sitting there being like this episode's totally going to be a five flames <laughs> <laughs> but I love the fact that he's leaning and then yeah. he gets up and he stop. It literally stops Sir Kristen yes. in his tracks. And it just shows you how formidable Damon really is. Mm-hmm. Even though Sir Kristen defeated him in, in the tourney, however many years ago, the fact that Damon could do that to Sir Kristen, mm-hmm. big time, big time balls, almost as big as balls as Eamon does when he goes and gets Vagar. That Less kid, irritated. that kid's going to have to carry his balls around in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> Um, before he or after he gets that dragon, though, when he's being beat up, I loved that the nieces of Renera, um, Bela and Reyna, yep, are there and they're throwing punches because yes. I just think it's really interesting that now that their houses are united because their parents get married, that these kids have been on the same side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're not necessarily in line to earn the throne per se, but it's been interesting to see that. They are going to fight with Jason Luke. Sure. Um, so I really, really liked that. And then we got to keep an eye on Allison's weird daughter, Helena. Yeah. Because last episode, she had that bug and she said, he's going to have to close an eye. You know, when mm-hmm. he was talking about, why don't I have a dragon? And yep. obviously that came true. And um, she was muttering other stuff about threads and dragons and stuff under her yeah, breath. I think, was, I think it was Claire, uh, one of the callers that mentioned this, that she believes that she, that she, that, uh, that what's her name? Helena. Helena is a dreamer, and I kind of agree. Yeah, I I would one hundred percent be down for it. Yep. All right. Anything else in this episode that you'd like to talk about, my love? No. We're good. Yes. All right. Who you're rooting for, and who's the bad guy? You go first. Oh man, this is a hard one, Mary, because I I want to say that Otto Hightower is the bad guy. But I don't know if that I don't know if he is because he's just trying to do what's best for his family. And I can't get on him for that. But is what's best for his family? What is best for the realm? That's the question, Mary. And I'm going to ask you that is what's best for his family best for the realm. If his first grandson wasn't an idiot. Mm -hmm. Yes. If he wasn't out there getting hammered. Yes. <laughs> the way that Otto Hightower just gives this kid a kick. Oh, yeah. that was great yeah. stuff. So that's what I would say. I would say if he had an, a more intelligent grandson, then yes. I would say it would be better for the realm just because of the realm's uh, issue with having female leadership. But here's what I'm going to say. I, and you, you might want to get on me for this, but I think the real bad guy here... Mm-hmm. Aymond? Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm, that's who I choose. I think that guy, you know what? Mm-mm. He's going to be problems. You know what he is? What? He's a Targaryen. What he's do you mean? He's got the crazy, oh, yeah, he's got super the crazy. powerful, he's got the crazy Targaryen. Yeah, like he is. Like his brother, he's got the Viserys Targaryen. The, yeah. Like, we're just along for the ride, take me on a lazy river, I don't even need a dragon. Correct. But Aemon? <sighs> Aemond is Gosh, like ouch. Damon, but I think but worse. Worse now. Yeah. Now that he has Vagar, yeah. it's going to be a thing. I agree. That's who I'm afraid of. All right. And the good guy who I'm rooting for, mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of rooting 
Yeah, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of rooting for Renera now. Yep. I think I'm on Renera's team. Yep. Guess what? What? We're twinsies. Really? The only other thing that I would do to change it is I want I'm I'm saying Eamon's my definite bad number one, but my bad number two is actually Allison. Really? Yeah, she's going in a downward spiral, and I just would not trust her. Like, I don't trust her brain at this point because yeah. she has ideas of what's right and what's wrong. Except when she expresses, oh, no, I think that was wrong. Her dad or Kristen Cole, whoever, they're just like, no, yeah. that was good. So all the good things that we like about Allison, um, she comes into question. I think that she's just not going to make wise choices. I think she's got an unchecked case of serious postpartum depression. I mean, sh- it's more than that, Blake. Oh no, I know, but that it's it's grown into more. Like, cause you saw how alone she was in yeah, the castle and the baby depression. crying yeah, and the whole thing. I wouldn't even like say it's postpartum. It's not. well, no, it was, and then it developed, and then it's now it's gone into banana land. Yeah, I just think that. Listen, nobody should be in that kind of solitude. That's what I'm saying. Like, so you're right, Mary. I think that the, she's gone crazy town here. Yeah. She's especially gone crazy town because she's just. Swiping at Renera, <laughs> asking for a kid's eye. Yep. Like, <laughs> I love how her dad's like, it's okay. Viserys will probably forget. I mean, he called you Emma. Yeah, so. right. So don't worry about it. Just, yeah. you know, be, you know. Put a little blankie on him. <laughs> Give him his binky. Warm up some milk. Yeah, rub him in his milk bath. <laughs> Put him to bed. Night, night. <laughs> All right, you ready to close out the show? Yes. Let's do it. You're right. We didn't do hot take. I want a hot take. All right. Well, what do you got for hot take? Laner's going to come back. Really? He's going to come back in the future, though. Not like season one, two, three, maybe even four. I think Laner's going to come back and help his family. Interesting. I kind of like this idea. Thanks. Because he's not like dead. He has to have a purpose. Yeah. And it may be like the last kingdom with that friggin' Uhtred, son of Uhtred, Uhtred, whatever is. What was the second kid's name? Um, Osbert. Yeah. Yeah. Like Osbert that shows up in the finale. The f- hashtag spoilers. Like, where's this kid been for all these seasons? I think that's going to be later. Fair enough. Oh, you know, I got a hot take too. Like, um, after his mom's dead, because then it won't freak out his mom. And she'll be like, is this my son's ghost? Yeah. I want him to come back and, like, save his daughters. Oh, good. I like this. I like this Swooping hot take. Swooping in on his dragon. I like it because the dragon knows that he ain't dead. Yeah. I like it. I'm in. Thanks. Totally in. Uh, I have a hot take. The Corliss talks to Luke about him inheriting uh the Driftwood. The drift uh Driftmark. Yeah. And that he would be the Lord of Tides. Yes. And then Luke says, Well, I'm only gonna be that if everybody's dead. Yeah, he says, No thanks, I'll pass. However, yeah. like I said about the stepstones when they were like, Oh, the crab feet, it was just like this blink and you miss it thing, and everyone yeah. kind of underplayed it. And this is a thing that's coming up. It's a guarantee that this is going to happen either by the end of this season, there's going to be some issue that happens. Well, someone has to take it because now Laner's gone. Right, but Corliss is still alive. Yeah. Right, so nobody, the the line of succession mm-hmm. is still Corliss, and then it goes to, to Luke to Luke or whoever, right? Okay. But this is going to be a thing because there's, again, another Marion Blake media commitment. Don't introduce something unless it has a specific purpose there always needs to be a reason mm-hmm. 
If there isn't a reason for what you're saying or what you're showing, then it shouldn't be in your show. The same thing here. They are bringing this up for a reason. And uh, my sense is that this will probably be something that happens in the finale or close to the finale where it's like Corliss is dead and this is going to throw all of this will be the catalyst that starts the whole civil war between the Targaryens. This will be the thing. So I just think that's going to be a thing. All right. You ready to finally close the show? (laughs) Now we can do it. Yeah. Let's do it. No, you're right. I screwed it up. We got a, we got a system here. What do you say? His dragon sea smoke. smoke. Yes. Yeah. I'll be so proud of myself. That would be really cool. I'm not going to lie. Swooping back in on sea smoke. Like sea smoke disappears. Yes. Like where did sea smoke go? I don't know. Where'd he go? I, they need to address the sea smoke thing. They made such a big deal out of Vagar being stolen and the girls wondering. The girls are looking for that dragon. It's like kids on Christmas Eve. We know we're supposed to get presents. Yes. Okay. And if, <laughs> you know, okay, dad's gone. Here's the thing I want to know. Gone. I want to know from all the listeners. Do they allow their kids to open one present on, on Christmas Eve? Because I'm of the opinion that you should not allow your kids to open up a present on Christmas Eve. Well, some cultures, they open all their presents on Christmas Eve. I know, but we're talking about our culture here, all right? Like, our culture doesn't mean anything. We're, we're like our own made-up culture. Well, I'm saying in in your our household, in your household... If it's not already an established thing, like some cultures just open up the pre- presents on Christmas Eve. If you traditionally open your presents on Christmas Day, morning, do or okay. Christmas morning, do you allow your kids one present Christmas Eve? My parents because would to shut us up. Our kids have been like saying this, like we should open one present, blah 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 blah. It's because they look at it since Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Bookends. Uh, uh, Mary and Blake Media Commandment. Good job, Mary. Uh, that's why you're a professional Thanks. right there. All right. So, everybody, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us. Mary, where can all of our listeners find us? You can find us at maryandblake.com. We're also super active on YouTube and Facebook. We're also on Twitter and, uh, oh, sorry, I meant Instagram and Facebook. Yes. But we're also on YouTube and Twitter. But most importantly, if you are listening to this podcast outside of Apple Podcasts, Know that the Apple Podcast review place means a lot. Yes. Because here's the scoop poop. There have been people who have been podcasting about Game of Thrones since before the White Walkers even walked. (laughs) And we want this podcast to be found by other people. So what we need is a flood of comments on the Apple Podcast app. Written comments. Don't just throw some stars up there. Write those comments. um, Blake and I honestly read them all. And they fill our heart with joy, unless they make me cry. Um, thank you. So we just want to, Blake's pulling one up right now. Yeah, uh, I want to read one of the latest comments. It comes from iPark15. They say, Mary and Blake are my favorite podcasters. They add to my enjoyment of the show, and I look forward to listening to their thoughts every single week. I get so much joy from listening and love how relatable the conversations are. Thank you for all of the work you both put in. It truly adds joy to my life every week well i i park 15 you add joy to our lives and i will say this listener if mary and i do add joy to your life like we do for i park 15 please consider going to join the and becoming a member there because it is our community it is the community to be in and it helps support mary and blake media this mom and pop shop podcast 
company that has risen from nowhere and become what it is today because of listeners like you and our members at jointhenerdclan.com. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. So do consider uh, becoming a member there. For as little as two dollars a month, yeah, it's less it, than a cup it, of you're coffee. You're going to get Christmas presents from. Yeah. Maybe you can even open it up on on Christmas Eve if you'd mm-hmm. like. It's entirely up to you. Or maybe on the twelfth day of Christmas. Uh, but only maybe not even Christmas. Maybe you just do it. Yeah. On December first or on Yule. Sure. Why not? Because it, do you do you get a human Yule log? Is the question. <laughs> Full of full of Laner's hair. <laughs> it wasn't Laner, but maybe he threw his hair in there. Yeah, you never know. If he was conscious about the birds, he would have just given it to the birds. That's what, what, you're what do you mean to do the birds? Hair. Birds could use that for their nests. Well, you're supposed to take your hair and put it outside so that your bird so birds can use it for their nests. That's what I do. No, you leave it. You leave it in the bathtub. No. <laughs> yeah. When I would cut when I would have my hair cut. Uh huh. What you would ask for the hair? No, my mom would cut my hair outside. Oh, and would say oh. that it was for the birds to. Make I thought their you nests. went to like the to a salon and said, "Give me the hair that you cut, no. so I can give it to the birds." No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that weird. That's Malva weird. That is. That's a good one for you. Uh, for you Outlander, Outlander nerds. All right, uh, you know what? Our music ran out, so that's that. My name's Mary. My name is Blake. Check out our 